0: news you're listening to seafood news podcast which is brought to you by earner barry's comtel comtel will be receiving a complete redesign this year and subscribers who utilize the service to track market quotations analyze trends and stay on top of key industry news will see a host of new features streamlined navigation customizable dashboards filtering options Quick access to your favorite reports and more will make Comtel an even more valuable tool for those impacted by the protein markets. I'm Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione.
1: And I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. Lauren, you want
0: to hit us with the top story of the week? Of course. So this week, the United States and China have signed the Phase 1 Economic Trade Agreement, a deal that requires structural reforms and other changes to China's economic and trade regime in the areas of intellectual property, technology, transfer, agriculture, financial services, and currency and foreign exchange. A fact sheet released by the Office of the United States Trade Representative boasts that the agreement will provide U.S. fishermen and seafood companies expanded access to China's rapidly growing market for imported seafood products.
1: The partial trade deal with China also includes a commitment from China to purchase an additional $200 billion worth of U.S. goods over the next two years. Seafood falls under the agricultural goods category, and out of the additional $200 billion in U.S. goods that China agreed to buy over the next years, CNBC reports that the number includes $12.5 billion for agricultural goods in 2020
0: and $19.5 billion for agricultural goods in 2021. When looking at seafood specifically regarding the deal, the USTR reports that China has agreed to the following terms. approve 26 species of seafood for importation into China, and this list includes Antarctic krill, Chinook and king salmon, chum salmon, coho salmon, pink salmon, sockeye salmon, That's a lot of salmon. and white shrimp, among others. <laughs> and they allow imports from the U.S. seafood and fishmeal facilities that are in good standing with the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. And it ensures updates, seafood and fishmeal facility registrations within twenty business days of receipt from the FDA and NOAA. And the last one is to ensure the continued use of existing bilaterally agreed certifications issued by NOAA. So in addition to the achievements that Lauren mentioned, uh, China will no
1: longer require routine audits or inspections of U.S. aquatic product facilities. Uh, With that said, China will be able to perform risk-based audits, but only in coordination with relevant U.S. authorities. As for tariffs, don't expect them to be reversed until a Phase 2 trade deal, which President Trump says will likely be finalized after the November election. Although there is still a ways to go, many are pleased with the deal. The agreement was welcomed by National Fisheries Institute President John Connolly. Connolly said in a statement that the National Fisheries Institute commends the president for completing Phase 1 of this vital trade effort, knocking down non-tariff barriers, Uh, cracking open markets, and ensuring China follows through on global commitments are essential for American fisheries to succeed globally. Uh, NFI's president said that they urged the administration to work swiftly towards a phase two solution that sees tariffs, import and export, removed so jobs in all sectors of American fisheries benefit.
0: Maine Senator Susan Collins called the agreement a significant victory for Maine lobster, which has been unfairly harmed by retaliatory tariffs. According to a statement from her office, the deal, focused on overall structural reform in China, includes purchase agreements formalizing China's commitment to buy more American goods and services in a variety of sectors as part of a truce in the U.S. trade war. Senator Collins repeatedly urged the administration to prioritize the lobster industry in its negotiations with China, and as a direct result, lobster is significantly highlighted in the agricultural sector purchase agreement.
1: Alaska Senator Dan Sullivan had similar praise and released a statement commending the president and his team, particularly U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer. Senator Sullivan said the agreement was positive news for Alaska fishermen. Sullivan said that China's commitment to purchase Alaska seafood at levels significantly exceeding the country's historic purchases will be a welcome boon to a vital Alaska industry that has been caught in the middle of ongoing trade negotiations. In other news, we've got a Carlos Rafael update. Carlos Rafael.
0: Love I that think jingle. that might have been our best one that yet. Was the best jingle
1: ever. Wow. Yep.
0: yep.
1: So, uh, Blue Harvest Fisheries is once again the top contender to buy Carlos the
0: Codfather, Rafael's ground fishing vessels. The sale of the disgraced fishing moguls' boats began in September. At that time, a number of Rafael's scallop boats were sold. A few months later, in late November, it was reported that Blue Harvest Fisheries had inked a deal to acquire 35 of Raphael's ground fishing vessels for almost $25 million. The deal was not only for the vessels, but millions of pounds of quota for at least eight types of fish. That deal fell through in December when, through a 30-day right-of-first refusal period, Buyers and Sellers Exchange, or BASE, exercised their right to bid on the vessels. However, that deal with BASE was now fizzled out, and Blue Harvest is once again close to securing Raphael's vessels and quota.
1: Unfortunately, the folks that encouraged BASE to move forward have now withdrawn their commitments due to Blue Harvest litigation. That's what BASE said in a press release sent out late last week. Shortly after Base came forward with their offer, Blue Harvest filed a civil lawsuit against Raphael and other fishing corporations associated with his vessels. While Base expected to win in court, Blue Harvest would, of course, appeal the decision, thereby making it uncomfortable for prospective buyers to move forward until after the appeal had completed.
0: That's what the press release stated. So the 30-day right of first refusal period gave members of Raphael's former sector the opportunity to bid. BASE came forward with a $19 million offer to buy Raphael's fleet with the intention to distribute the permits to independent fishermen. BASE explained in their press release that they saw this as an opportunity to more broadly distribute these permits and vessels among independent fishermen who share a mutual interest in this natural resource. They intended to sell some of the permits to fishermen involved in the Northeast groundfish fishery and other permits would have been set aside to establish a permit bank. This was intended to significantly benefit New Bedford long-term. As we previously
1: reported, Rafael reached a settlement agreement with NOAA to pay more than $3 million in fines. Rafael was also ordered to sell off his fleet and banned from the fishing industry for the rest of his life. He is currently serving his 46-month sentence. Moving along again, we're, just, we're like a little seafood keep choo-choo it going, train. Keep it going, keep it going. Seafood News listeners slash readers may remember a report from May about Illinois Congressman Darren LaHood submitting a letter to U.S. Customs and Border Protection regarding Min Fu seafood group possibly evading duties. Well, months later, CBP has launched a formal investigation into the largest exporter of
0: shrimp in Vietnam. So to backtrack to May 2019, Min Phu was accused of circumventing anti-dumping duties on frozen shrimp from India. Min Fu allegedly purchased substantial quantities of frozen shrimp from India, minimally processed that shrimp in Vietnam, then sold the shrimp to the U.S. as a Vietnamese product through their related U.S. importer, M Seafood Corporation. They responded to the claims at the time, stating that they are not importing shrimp from India as a way of evading anti-dumping duties in the U.S. on Indian shrimp but instead importing shrimp from India to meet the demand for processed shrimp in markets other than the U.S. to maintain the stability of employment during the period of shortage of shrimp in Vietnam. Minfu continued that they had not received an official notice or order from CBP or any other U.S. authority regarding the allegations, but they have since received
1: notice. So CBP sent MC Food Corporation and Ad Hoc Shrimp Trade Enforcement Committee a notice on January 14th the notice was to inform them that CBP had commenced a formal investigation into whether MC Food evaded anti dumping duty order A533 840 on certain frozen warm water shrimp from India when importing frozen shrimp into the U.S. They added that they had imposed interim measures, uh, interim measures since evidence supports a reasonable suspicion that MC Food
0: entered covered merchandise into the customs territory of the U.S. through evasion. So this means that unliquidated entries of frozen shrimp will be rate adjusted to reflect that they are subject to the ad order on frozen shrimp from India and cash deposits will be owed. Live entry will also be required for all future imports of MC seafood among other measures and we'll keep you updated as we learn more. Now onto some analysis pieces. So imported scallops have been making headlines recently and prices are on the move. Looking at China, the new crop of China-based scallops is pricing at a premium compared to last season's inventory. Increasing labor costs and the 25% tariff has brought prices up considerably, while the tight supply of smaller sizes available only adds pressure to the market. Market participants have reported smaller-sized China-based scallops will be staying domestically as new markets and applications have developed within China and surrounding Asian countries focusing on dried, salted, and brined products. Despite the strengthening, prices are currently recorded below the three-year history average. And meanwhile, in Japan, quotations on Japanese scallops have been relisted as new product arrives into the country in December and adequate trading has begun again. Previously inflated prices within the range of domestic scallops deterred additional buys into the country, and the current issues within this market continue to be labor shortages and smaller-sized scallops. Despite these challenges, current year-to-date imports are still above the previous three-year average. And in Canada, scallop prices continue to firm, especially on larger sizes, due to supply constraints coupled with moderate to active demand. Year-to-date imports from January to November are ahead of the previous three years, the 2019 season produced strong landings with higher percentages of larger-sized scallops compared to previous years. Early projections for 2020 are reported to be in line with 2019. I've also got a tuna analysis
1: from Erner market reporter Liz Cazzo. Year-to-date import volumes for frozen tuna fillets are the highest recorded in 12 years. Imports through November registered 82.3 million pounds, a 20.3 increase over year-to-date 2018, and are trending 49% higher than their eight-year average of 55.2 million pounds. Although year-to-date import volume is at a record high, imports for the month of November registered 5.7 million pounds, which is a 37.4% decline from the peak monthly volume of 9.1 million pounds recorded in August. November imports are trending slightly uh, below their three-year average of 5.9 million pounds. While imports since August have been trending lower, replacement values for both Vietnam and Indonesian have risen. The average November replacement value of $5.22 for Indonesia is 5% higher than its three-year average of $4.97. While Vietnam has seen a 7% increase compared to its three-year average, market participants have reported steady demand and sales. Inventories will be monitored closely as we head into the Lenten season.
0: And now let's get into some fun news. An NBA player is credited having one of the best shooting seasons to his new pescatarian diet. Davis Burtons plays for the Washington Wizards and used to be a junk food eater before turning vegan. He recently added fish to his diet and says that his body is feeling so much better now. On game day, he eats lightly seasoned fish, vegetables, and simple grains. He says he's faster than everyone else and says it's all thanks to eating fish. I mean it makes sense like uh
1: so the stories in the Washington Post, the Washington Post uh, interviewed this uh, this player mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he said like he used to have like pizza boxes piled up in his house and I can't imagine a professional athlete just like eating all this Well he's got
0: the metabolism metabolism.
1: But but you can't be like, you know, imagine like yeah, eating you're gonna a pie. hit a wall at some yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> eating a pie before going out there and playing a game. So right. obviously, uh, you know, some lately seasoned fish is, is definitely the better option. Um, I know, uh, I mean, I was never a vegan. I I think that's really tough, but I was a vegetarian for a long time before adding fish into my diet and I feel a lot fuller. Do you? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And actually speaking of that, I, uh, recently went to BJ's and found from a Highliner. Um, they have this new, um, Haddock line. It's up for a limited time and it's coated. With what? everything
0: bagel seasoning that's my favorite you can get it at trader joe's amazing i put it on everything oh yeah like what Um, everything just everything yeah like you know i put some avocado on toast Mm -hmm. put it on there Mm -hmm. i make some scrambled eggs put it on there
1: yeah that's Uh, a good idea i never i never thought about it on because i mean like we have a lot of put it on fish yeah we do a lot of frozen fish in my house like the the pre you know breaded i i don't want to season it i don't want to do anything i just yeah. want to throw it in the oven and done and this was slamming
0: was so good yes yeah, stop by would <gasps> on the way home we have to do a watch us eat oh that. that'd be fun yeah yeah let's have we, ha- we have like a
1: spin-off series called watch us eat where you can watch us eat it's pretty i great. think we have
0: two, we have two episodes <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the demand is the demand is high for yeah the videos but uh anyway Thanks for that fun news. We don't really have any other fun news. It's hasn't been a fun seafood week, honestly. I think
0: we did a good job of, you know, news, analysis pieces, a little bit of fun at the end. Just a little bit of fun. Yeah. You don't want to go crazy. But we are planning on
1: having a lot of fun this week because we're going to Orlando, Florida to go to Disneyland. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. We're going to... Jesus <laughs> never- Yep, we're going to be at National Fishery Institute's Global Seafood Market Conference. So if you're going, be sure to keep an eye out for us. We'll be and, signing autographs. Yeah, and don't say hello. be afraid
0: to come up to us. We're real people. Exactly, you know? we <laughs> might be seafood
1: superstars on the podcast. number one podcast. We are the number one podcast, and we're up there with. I think we are also the number one YouTube. Seafood video YouTube yep. channel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we may seem like super superstars, but we're, we're totally we are, relatable. We're down, to, down earth, to earth. Yeah, and yeah, we'll definitely sign autographs. We'll take photos. Um, yeah. Call your mom and say hi. Right. We'll, we'll do it all.
0: I mean, if we don't want to talk to anybody, our, our security will stop them. Exactly. So, you know, JPK. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jim <laughs> Kenny's our security. <laughs> anyway, uh
1: look for us at we GSMC. Digress. Yeah, <laughs> look for us at GMC- GSMC, and we'll have some. Uh, News, hopefully, from there for the following podcast. Yep, sounds good. So thanks for listening. Once again, this episode was brought to you by Erner Berry's Comtel.